0: Welcome to Prince Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big? What's now? What's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein.
1: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Prince Among Queens. I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at troy.com at t-besttalentagency.com and if you'd like to call in today you can do so on one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. 472 5787 okay well we started the show off a little bit differently we're having some couple technical issues so we've got uh, uh our special guest on the phone instead of in the room but um i've known this lady for many 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 years i don't want to date either one of us but um Everyone knows her name. Everyone knows her music. I'd like to welcome direct from London, my friend, international recording artist, Rosala.
2: Hello, Troy. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: (laughs) Almost didn't there for a minute. (laughs) You had me panicking. (laughs) So how's London?
2: Oh, London is fine. It's beginning to get cold. It's all fine. It's all good.
1: Yeah, I know it's always cold over there. I've only had sun over yeah. there just a couple times, so yeah. But, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna do the show like this, and then maybe on break we can figure it out and, and get it together. But uh, it seems to be working all right. And um, lovely. So let's dive right into it, Miss Rosala Miller. Okay. Let's just
2: dive right in. If if I can just ask <laughs> you, just just speak a bit loud louder, Troy, because it okay. It be Is that better? The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's better
1: all right well you like many of the other girls um started performing at a young age uh in your native land of zambia right singing in clubs and events that's right at the age of 13 that's right. then you were singing on a children's show what was that what
2: was that about uh that was actually my first television show that i would ever done in my life and um my my father got me onto that actually and you know, being in the TV studios and performing on the children's television program in Zambia, you know, and these lights and these cameras. I never knew so many 30 odd years later. As I said earlier, let's not give our ages away. <laughs> I've been doing quite a lot of. <laughs> I've been doing quite a lot of, you know uh, studio shoots, uh, video shoots uh, with cameras, lights and you know all that stuff, which has just just been brilliant.
1: Nice. And then you um, in your teens, you relocated to Zimbabwe from Zambia, right? Yes. And yes. then there yes. you need to work with cover bands and um, doing stuff. Now, your manager at the time, Chris Sargent. Now, was he also from Zimbabwe or because you moved over to London, relocated in London and when you were managed by Chris Sargent and then that's where the whole Band of Gypsies production came into gear. But where did Chris come in?
2: Oh, my goodness, that is a question no one's asked me for years and years. What happened was when, you see, my my mom's uh, Zambian born and my father's Zimbabwean, and he wanted to move back to Zimbabwe when Zimbabwe gained indep- independence in 1980. So we moved down to Zimbabwe in 1982, and uh, there was a guy that was looking to form a band, and uh, they found out I loved singing, and they asked to front their band as singer. And you know, to cut a long story short, um, I joined a talent contest um, with this band who backed me, and I won uh, a recording contract. That you know got me to record some of my own local stuff in Zimbabwe, uh, make videos. Uh, the ZBC the station in Zimbabwe were really good to me, in helping me uh, do that. So was the record label. And Chris happened to be in Zimbabwe on holiday, and he saw one of my videos on the local station, and he asked a DJ friend of his. Um, in Zimbabwe, who I was. And this DJ friend of mine also was a good friend of mine. Uh, His name was John Matindi. And he introduced us. And then Chris, you know, said, look, I love your voice. I think we could do something. And, you know, Troy, I'm one of those people, you, you put things out there. And when I look back at my life, life seems to have a way of conspiring to help you get there some way or the other. And one of the things I remember thinking of was, you know, I'd gotten as far as I could with my career as a singer in Zimbabwe and there was nowhere else I could go. So I wanted to be an international uh, star and lo and behold, God sent Chris. (laughs) 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 And and that that was the next level up for me to come um, to England. You know, I didn't care whether it was England or America. I just needed to go somewhere international.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you if it was any, if if London had a specific you know spot, or if it could have been Germany or Switzerland or or anywhere, but just um, uh, it's a good thing though that you landed in London because then that's where the whole yeah, thing with, yeah. with uh, the band of gypsies with um, Nigel Swanson and Tim Cox that whole thing came about, which is where your biggest hit still to date, everybody's free, was uh, I guess born right and came from them.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I. I I came to the UK, Chris had a recording studio and we started recording material that I was actually releasing back home in Zimbabwe and South Africa and sending that same material around to the record labels trying to get a deal, you know. And I remember I got replies from uh, labels like Arista, um, uh, things like that. And and in the same vein, when we sent out, you know, stuff that they're like, oh, yeah, we love her, we love her voice. The next thing, you know, they'd be like, oh, no, we can't sign, her. Huh? <laughs> we can't do it, that sort of thing. So it was just, you know, you move backwards and forwards. And so it was quite a disappointing uh, period. And then the Band of Gypsies, uh, one of these cassettes fell on their laps, and uh, they got a hold of me, and they were like... Actually, no, it came by way of, of uh, Pulse 8 Records, actually, that loved my voice. And then... Uh, it also fell on the laps of the band of Gypsies. And they were like, we love your voice, Rosala. And I met with Tim and Nigel. Uh, We spoke about, you know, what sort of music I want to do. Where do I see myself heading? um, What sort of lyrics do I want to put out there? And I just remember saying to the guys, I want to do something that's uplifting, lyrics that are positive, that can speak to people in a positive way. And that's how the whole album of Everybody Should Feel Good uh, came about.
1: Ah good. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's still that's what's still one of my one of my favorite songs. I mean, every time that comes on it's just, you. you know, the whole beginning Thank that boom. um yeah. Now you your first single actually was a song called Born to Love You." Now was that also with Band of Gypsies or was that with a different production team?
2: That was the Band of Gypsies. In fact, that was As, the first single ever released from the Everybody Free album and that became a club hit, and under as, as my fans would say, it became an underground club hit. And I remember there were whispers going around saying, "We don't want Isala to cross over commercially because we're very jealous. We want to keep her with us in the underground world." And I'm going, guys, right. I need a career. <laughs> I need to make money. Right, we <laughs> you know, all got to say do that. not going
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> I appreciate well, that you
2: want me to stay here, but you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, hold that. We'll get back to that. We're going to take a quick uh, commercial break already. And uh, on our outro here, everyone's going to hear a piece of that song, Everybody's Free. We'll be right back.
3: Everybody.
2: on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
1: In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer.
3: Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zock Show on the Voice America channel.
0: You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens.
1: All right, welcome back. Okay, so we were talking about your first, actually your first single main Single hit uh in 1990 was "Born to Love You," and that was with the band yeah. of Jiffies. And then uh, "Everybody's Free" came, which just took off and made Rosala a name, a household name, which is what you wanted, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, in fact, what what actually happened? Uh, you know, as we were saying earlier, "Born to Love You" became an underground club hit for me, for my underground fans who didn't want me to leave them. But, you know, I told him, no, I got to go, guys. The United need to be a commercial artist and and earn some money, earn a living out of (laughs) this. And then we released... uh, (laughs) i like, bye-bye. So (laughs) we we released um, Faith in the Power of Love, which was the next single. And that went uh, top 75. So I was so excited, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, something's happening. So it only went as far as, uh, you know, the top 75 in the UK. And then... Uh, they released uh, Everybody's Free. And that just, well, the rest is history. And then right. they re-released Faith and the Power of Love. And again, that just went top 10. And then Faith, uh, Are You Ready to Fly? Again, that just went top 10. And those are, you know, till to date, my biggest hits uh, that I have.
1: Right, right. Now, you had a ballad, I think, on that album, which kind of got a little bit of recognition, but not too much, called Love Breakdown. Was that, wasn't that the ballad? Oh,
2: yes. That's right. That's right. And I remember. Uh, oh, that's the video I did for that is till today uh, one of my favorite videos. I absolutely love it. Yeah, oh, really? that was sort of a, a mid-tempo, a mid-tempo track.
1: I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look that up on the video and see.
2: So. Yeah, and that's, it's a great video. I it's I, I love that video.
1: You like that better than Everybody's Free or Faith? Or are you ready to? Fly? Well, it,
2: I mean, you know, because uh, I, I, you know, Everybody's Free is just iconic, you know, but. Um, When I'm told, you know, like, Love Breakdown is a song that's really uh, not mentioned a lot to me. And when I hear it, it just brings back such uh, good memories for me, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. usually everybody's free, everybody's free. So when somebody else mentions another song other than Everybody's Free, I I get a bit sort of surprised. And it takes me back and brings back, you know, all the memories start flooding back.
1: Those are good memories, though, right?
2: Oh, good memories. Absolutely good memories. Yeah. Yeah, good
1: memories. Good. Well, I know we have some not so good memories too, so we have to <laughs> focus yep, on, on yep, the good yep. ones.
2: <laughs> it hasn't all been plain sailing. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so um uh along with this, you ended up doing um uh a couple soundtracks. I know I know one um was from Carlito's Way. Right? Yes. I Love Music. That the track I love music. Yes. And how how was that doing a soundtrack for a motion picture?
2: Well, that was unbelievable. That was when I uh just signed to Sony mm-hmm. and um they they got, you know, said there's this track we wanted to do it's by the OJs and I I loved that song growing up as a child. You know the OJs and I thought I I could never do that song justice. And they're like, "No, it's for a movie called Kalito's Way." And um and of course, uh, I loved uh, Madonna. And then when I found out it was Jelly Bean who produced it and who was going to be, who was in the studio with me to record I Love Music, I was just blown away, absolutely blown away. And then they flew me down to New York. Um, I can't remember the name of this recording studio. It was just state of the art, fantastic. And I got to meet Jelly Bean, uh, who was amazing. And I just kept on looking at him thinking, this was Madonna's boyfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy he's a very he, nice guy
2: he was so nice he was really really nice you know so I had the opportunity of working with him and he produced um, I Love Music and then and one of the other stories um, that came out of me doing I Love Music I recorded the stuff and uh The guys at Sony were like, we want you to come back to New York when the premiere, because they were having a premiere for Carlito's Wave, and we'd like you to come and perform at the, the premiere party, and all the stars will be there, Al Pacino will be there. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, all these people I'm moving with, I was so, you know, blown away. And I came back to the U.K., and I used to sing at this Italian restaurant, and some friends and I decided to go out, like, say it was a Sunday night, and I was due to fly out uh, on a Wednesday back to New York to perform at uh, the premiere for Colito's Way. So anyhow, my friends and I are back in London. We went out to this Italian restaurant I used to sing at. The the owner really liked me. And who was there? Al Pacino. I kid you not. (laughs) Al Pacino was in this Italian restaurant with about 14 other friends, and my heart was beating, and I thought... I have to go and introduce myself and tell him yes. I'm performing on Wednesday in New York. And I wonder if security will chase me out. Or, you know, I just I didn't know. I just thought I had to do it. So I went up to him and I said, I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you, Mr. Pacino, but I'm Rosella, And I did I Love Music for, for yeah, Kalito's Way with Jelly Bean Benitez. And he looked at me and he thought, she can't be lying because how does she have this information? I even told him where the premier was being held at the name of the, <laughs> the cinema, all
1: that stuff. <laughs> right, to give yourself credibility. And, so he doesn't think you're some
2: Exactly, exactly, fat. because it's like, she, surely she can't know all the she's of serious, serious stalker. And I said, this is who I am. He's like, oh, my gosh. And he, he introduced me to his whole table. He put this at Rosanna, and then he said to me, do you want to dance? I went, oh, my gosh. I went, yes, please. And we had a dance, and we had a dance, and he was, sending me around, and I had two of my friends. At the time, we didn't have iPhones, or they didn't have cameras. And um, we had a dance, and he was just the loveliest of people. So, fast forward to the next few days, when I flew to New York, um, I performed at the premiere, and I thought, I have to go and say hello to Mr. Pacino. And then I went up to him, and I said, hi, Mr. Pacino, remember we met on Sunday night? We danced? (laughs) (laughs) And he went, yes, yes, Rosella. yes, Rosella. how are you? And There were all these photographers, Troy, taking pictures. But till today, I cannot find not one of those pictures with me and Al Pacino. Really? Yeah. I've looked online. I I mean, I don't know what to, you know, I don't know. I've put in Rosella, Al Pacino, Al Pacino, Rosella, but no.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, see, next time something like that happens, you've got to have Chris or somebody get to the photographers and give them a card and say, I need copies of those pictures.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Oh, that's too bad but at least you have the memories.
2: I know. Right? The memories the memories are there, the memories are there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you also uh, was with um another movie Cool as Ice with Vanilla Ice. It yes. Had, had you down. What exactly was that? What did you Was that a soundtrack again or well, were you I in mean, it?
2: It was I I didn't do anything for it. I he, I I apparently he just got uh old the movie um, got permission to use, I believe, all my tracks. Everybody's Free, Are You Ready to Fly, and Faith and Power, Love. And they used all my tracks in this movie of his. And he was massive at that time when this movie came out. You know, absolutely humongous. And uh, I just remember watching this movie because, I mean, I was a big fan as well, you know, Vanilla Ice. And I just could not believe the amount of track... Of all my tracks that they used in this movie, and I just feel tilted. I feel so honoured. And fast forward again, I've got another story to tell you about Vanilla Ice. <laughs> 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 I did a gig um, outside of London. Uh, it, it's it's like they called Butlins, and they own about three three resorts. Yes, from so I'm familiar UK, with them. And they have a lot of yeah. I I just I love love performing at Butlins and. I did a gig at one of them, and uh, Vanilla Ice was there, and I, I introduced myself. I said, hi, you, you know my songs when you're moving. They're like, yeah, yeah, I remember. And he was such a nice guy. He was such a nice guy. And, you know, that was like probably five years ago, six years ago. So you know how all these things come around and cap uh, you on the shoulder. So always be good.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, he he's a nice guy as well. I remember my first trip to... Um to South Africa, I went over there with snap and, um, it was, yeah. uh, we toured over there. It was, um, Oh, what's uh, MC hammer, vanilla ice, and then snap. And, um, so we got to, to meet him and hang out. In fact, he's the one that got me to go swimming with the great whites, the sharks, because he <laughs> went, he went and, um, the rest of us went on a, uh, safari and he went, with the, yeah. um, the sharks, and I was very intrigued. And then when he came back, he was like, oh, man, you got to go. You got to go. So the next yeah. trip I went, oh, I he's went a
2: nice guy
1: I did the sharks. Yeah, but he was very, very nice. It was very nice. That yeah. was a fun
2: tour. Really nice.
1: Really down to earth. <clears throat> and then it says on here, what is, uh, and excuse me for not knowing, but PU239. What was that? It says? PU239. Has that under soundtrack, yeah. And I had never heard of that. So I thought, well, let me ask her what that is. You don't know oh, either. no,
2: huh? I don't. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't recognize <laughs> that one at all. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't.
1: Well, well that was that was pre-Allen. So I'm going to bring that up. So then 1977, you married Mr. Allen Robert Byron. And your name changed. 19, 1997.
2: 1997,
1: right. What did I say? Yeah.
2: 1977.
1: Oh, oh, no, I'll 1990, that, it was
2: 1997, <laughs> not 77. Yeah, 1997,
1: so, yeah. So you're touring and all that stuff during this time. Where did you guys, how did you and Alan meet?
2: Well, we met, um, he was working at uh a, a advertising um, agency, and one of my good friends, one of my best friends, uh, was the receptionist there, and they had like a lovely wine bar. And I walked in, and he was walking out, And as they say, Troy, the rest is history. (laughs) The rest is history. And our eyes caught, and, you know, I think Cupid's bow must have just, like, you know, thrown its arrow at both of us. And uh, we'll actually be be celebrating our um, 23rd-year wedding anniversary on the 11th of this month.
1: Wow. Congratulations. 23 years.
2: Yeah. 23 years. We'll have been been together twenty-six.
1: And that's October 11th.
2: Yeah, Yeah. on Wednesday,
1: Sunday. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up.
2: Yeah, 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 coming up, coming up.
1: Yeah, well, good. Well, hopefully, he'll do something special for you since it's 23 years. Not quite 25, which is, I want to see some big bling, a nice trip, but I'll call him myself and tell him, look, Alan, this is what you're going to do. But (laughs) for 20, for 23. (laughs) <laughs> For 23, you should still you should still do something nice. So um, yeah. So after after this, uh, and then I'm going to get to the to the the tour with Michael Jackson after the break, but because um, we're getting ready to take another break here. But you did the second album. Look no further, and that's where um, you had um, never loved the same way twice, and and baby was on that, right? Yes, that's right.
2: Yeah, and I love music.
1: And I Love Music was on that. Yeah, that, that was the, the, the lead song. So, and that was, yeah. that was fun making that album as well.
2: I absolutely loved it because it gave me the opportunity to record some of it in New York and Los Angeles. And I got the honor and the opportunity of working with Diane Warren, who, in my opinion, is one of the greatest songwriters ever.
1: Yeah, she's really, she's,
2: you know, she's, a, she's honestly amazing. what a lovely lady.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. All right. Well, let's go to break real quick, uh, and um, we'll be right back. And on our way out, you're going to hear Faith in the Power of Love. So enjoy. We'll see you after the break.
3: our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business.
0: It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens.
1: All right, welcome back. We've got the fabulous Miss Rosala from London here with us today. And... Um, so t- to go back a little bit, because before actually the second album, look no further, you got the, I'm going to say, uh, honor. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but you got to open up for Michael Jackson's dangerous tour. Yeah.
2: Now, definitely, that had, definitely an honor.
1: That had to be pretty amazing, huh?
2: Unbelievable. That honestly, Troy, I, I tell everyone, that was one of the highlights of my career. You know, when you, a child like, for me, growing up in Africa and being such a big fan of the Jackson 5, and then they became the Jacksons, and then Michael Jackson broke away and became a, a solo artist in his own right and bigger than most artists I've um, ever known. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I love the Jacksons, the Jackson 5, Michael Jackson, and I will always think one of his, Best albums in my in my opinion was Off the Wall. Honestly, that was just incredible. And then fast forward to have the opportunity and the honor of being a support act for him was just surreal, absolutely surreal.
1: Yeah, that 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 just had to be a a a massive just rush, you know, to do that. Just crazy.
2: Yeah, my my husband always says he makes me laugh. Actually, whenever we watch uh, other artists and we go and you know, watch other artists performing, you know, he'll lean over to me and go, "Gosh, that artist is really fantastic." But they can't say they supported Michael Jackson, could they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: that's his that's his little inside joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, everybody has their, their, their time and shop. But during that tour, I remember that's where um, you had a, a, not a run-in, but you, you saw the, the true side of one of your, your, your idols that ended up being not so, not so fun. Um, same thing yeah. with me. I mean, the two times that you know, I met her, she was not, not very nice, Miss Diana Ross.
2: Yes. I'll say, I'll say yes. her name
1: because she wasn't very nice. She's nasty. Um,
0: oh, and... it
2: was it was such a disappointment. It's such a disappointment. I mean, I, you know, again, I I was so inspired by her growing up as a young girl. You know, Diana Ross. You know her beautiful slim figure, her beautiful face, her lovely flowing hair. You know, and just being Dinah Ross, uh, the boss. You know, I, I just was so inspired by her uh, and wanted to be. I guess so many young girls, women wanted to be Diana Ross. You know, and and then I had the opportunity to meet her at uh, one of Michael Jackson's concerts. I was just beside myself, and myself and my dancers went asked if we could, could meet her, and she graciously said, "Yeah, yeah, come on." And we met her. Uh, I would just come off stage, and she even, I think, passed a comment saying, "You've just you on stage, were not you?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, it's such a joy to meet you." And she we shook hands and we took pictures. I've got pictures of her and myself, and. Anyway, literally the next day I was flying to the next venue and I was in the chemist in one of these uh, airports in Europe and I saw this lady with long hair walking and I, 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 she was sort of walking in front of me in the chemist in this uh, airport departure lounge and I thought, that's Dinah Ross. Oh my gosh, I have to greet her because I'm sure she'll remember me from yesterday. You know, Michael Jackson <laughs> <would> support that.
1: <laughs> yeah, just last night. Oh, no,
2: <laughs> and then she turned around And I put my hand out to shake her hand And I went, hi, I'm from Miss yesterday I'm Rosella, Michael Jackson, support act And she ignored me and carried on Walking, and I was So shocked, and like a silly puppy I carried on following her with my hand You know, still hoping I get a, sh- a handshake
1: <laughs> <laughs> Running out with your hand out <laughs> and, to like Here
2: I am, here I am <laughs> I, just, I know, my, I was just in shock, and then she just Turned around and shook my hand, like as though, just get away from me, you know, and then I'm like so silly. I so started making conversation. I said, "Oh, you're flying back home?" She said, "Yes, I am," and she just walked off in in the storm. I was like, "Oh my!" I just could not believe it.
1: Yeah, I just she's...
2: could not believe it, and so uh, she really tarnished the image that I had for her, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's well, you're not the only one. She's done that to. So you know, but
2: it's wow. it's a shame. Well, it's but... funny when you hear stories about an artist that hasn't been very pleasant I started hearing more things of things that you've done to other people you know, mm-hmm. um, I just thought, wow,
1: wow. no, she's done it Dad. to me twice she's done it to me twice, two Did times you? oh yeah oh, she was my just, goodness. Uh, you know, and it's like th- when you met her the first time, you know, when Michael was involved, of course she was very nice because Michael <laughs> yeah. The next day, Michael's not yeah. around, and then you know her trueness comes through, which is sad. Wow. You know, I don't mean her any any, any hard feelings, but karma's a karma's a bitch. So it'll get you, and it's absolutely. getting
2: it. <laughs> absolutely, 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 Troy. At you know, without giving our ages away, we now know that karma is there and karma is real.
1: That's it. It's real,
2: and it will it will slap you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah. After after the tour, then you had the the second album. Look no further came out, and you had the three hits from that. And then um there was a um, a resurgence in 1996 where um, they remixed everybody's free again, and um,
2: yeah,
1: it it re released in the band of gypsies, and it went stateside, and then went across the country again.
2: Yeah. I mean, Everybody's Free has just remained one of those evergreen tracks for me. I mean, till today, Troy, myself and the band of gypsies keep on getting requests to do remixes. And that's what has kept that song alive, I believe, you know. And I'm so grateful to that. I really, really am. And, you know, we have uh, a big um, chemist here called Boots the Chemist. I think it was just last year or the year before they used uh, Everybody's Free. It wasn't me singing, but they used the track. And, you know, on one of their adverts, and who, does, who doesn't who does know Boots of Chemists in the UK? And then we have, you know, Kylie Minogue who covered Everybody's Free for her Christmas album. Right. Um, I mean, so many contestants on The X Factor or The Voice are always seeming to choose Everybody's Free to feel good as uh, the choice of song to perform to. So, you know, and you get these youngsters that are remixing Everybody's Free in, behind their room, and, you know, most of them got the opportunity now to release it on YouTube or whatever. But I believe that's what has kept that song evergreen and alive till today. And whether another artist has sung my song or, you know, it's been played by boots, by guitar or whatever, the DJs were always on radio mentioned that was done by Rosala. So some right. way, somehow, I always get a mention. So I'm, I'll be eternally grateful to that, really.
1: It's too bad you didn't write that song. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, I know, too bad I didn't write it, but you know, Troy, uh, so so many years later, I've still, I'm i still going out and doing gigs because of that song, so I right. guess in some ways you could say I'm still getting payment for it, you know, I'm, I mean, everybody's but... food going to be 30 years old next year.
1: It's still it's still working for you, we can't complain about that. And
2: it's still working for me, and, and you know, one of my good friends, in fact, I met Sida Garrett on, on the Michael Jackson tour, and she said to me, you know, girl... You're lucky you're not saying, How many chips do you want? <laughs> you're saying, I'll sing that song. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. But that's right. what most of our peers from that time are, are doing now. And fortunately, I'm still in, in a position to go out and do my festivals, my club dates, and earn a and living from it. You know, I mean, it, it is a fickle a industry. It can be scary sometimes, you know. But, you know, nearly 30 years later, I'm still earning something from it, you know, from and that, I'm so yeah.
1: grateful to that. That's great. And then, then in 2002, you went a totally different direction and um, you did a jazz soul album, which um,
2: yeah.
1: uh, actually landed you a spot to be the opening act for Billy Ocean's 41 city tour. That's right. right. So That's how, right. how, how, oh, how was, was <laughs> how was that? That's a totally different, uh, yeah,
2: different vibe. It was, it's always been my dream. I guess because I've been doing so much of dance music, which is wh- which is me, which is what I love, which is something hopefully I will always keep doing, you know. Um, but I wanted to always do a sort of an easy, not, not strictly jazz, but an easy, easy listening, jazzy, mid-tempo album. And um, myself and Simon Lowry co-wrote a lot of the songs on me, And uh, I got the spot to uh, support Billy Ocean, who again was one of those people that I always admired. His voice is like just unbelievable. Mm
3: -hmm. And I got
2: to support him on 53 dates across the UK. And that was fantastic. That was just incredible. You know, so yeah. So that album did well. It uh, gave people a a different insight into, you know, me not being pigeonholed as just being a dance artist. And other people were like, oh, she can do ballads as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> she can sing. Uh, yeah, some other so it things. opened other
2: doors for me. <laughs> yeah, she can sing better. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. And then um, I was just looking at your at the discography and and your time lapse of of your uh, your songs and your albums and sure enough, I mean, it keeps popping up. I mean, in two thousand and nine, when you finished the Billy Ocean tour, then everybody's free, reach number seven in Australia, and a whole resurgence yeah. again started from that. Yeah. And you made top 10 yeah. over there, went to number seven. And that's, that's it's good that you've got that one, that one song that always, you know what I mean? People will always remember that and they can always keep going, you Absolutely. know, which
2: is, Absolutely. which is very yeah. and good. Honestly, you know, Troy, I, I can't say, this, I can't say, this, say enough how eternally grateful I am to have this. As somebody said to me, that's your golden ticket. That's your passport, you know, and there was a time Uh, going many years back when the girl bands and the boy bands started happening and I was lucky if I could get one or two club dates in a period of two months and that's coming from doing anywhere between five to seven club dates in a week. So I just thought my career is over. I'm done, you know. Um, And prior to that, because I was doing that many club dates before the girl bands and the boy bands started happening, I started actually getting a little bit blase and a bit bored, you know, and then, the boy bands and the girl bands happened for a few more months, and I was left in this space where, you know, I think my career's over. And I was taught by Sony, and I thought, yeah, it's over. And then things started happening again. I started going back and performing Everybody's Free. I tell you, I will never be blase about that again. I'll sing Everybody's Free to feel good every day if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> every time we hit a
1: lull, then I bring you over here to the States and put you on tour, and then you go and...
2: You yeah, get to, I think you can to, to do that. Everybody's free again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's wrong.
1: <laughs> so, um, one of the things that, that uh, I read, which I was not aware of, the, that you um, did or was involved in, was also a charity for the All Star Kids. Yes. And you did a single, Can You Feel the mm-hmm. Love?
2: Um, no, I, how did that, that, no, the, the, the single Can You Feel the Love is a, a totally different thing that, that I did with um, some friends of mine and we released that on our, on our own Steam. Okay. Uh, I All have, Star Kids. All,
1: was if you yeah, say it All, again? All
2: Star Kids. Uh, Can You Feel the Love was done with uh, myself and David Anthony. Um, mm-hmm. That was a separate, a separate thing, nothing to do with uh, All Star Kids. The All uh. Star Kids thing came by way of this guy trying to create a charity funding for some kids in Zambia, so I sort of like put my name to it, and uh, he raised some money and stuff like that just to get some kids um, to go to school in Zambia, but nothing too big, uh, unfortunately, came out of that.
1: Yeah, well, at least you helping the charity did, so that's a good thing. Exactly,
2: exactly. I put my name, and I said, you know, whatever I can do, and yeah. That's it.
1: yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take another break again. The time is just flying today here with with Rosala. So I on our
2: going to get a
1: piece. Yeah, you're gonna get a piece of. um, Are you ready to fly? Since we're flying, let's hit that oh, one.
2: Fantastic.
1: And we'll be right back with Rosala.
3: Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do, too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access,
3: all the time. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports?
0: listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into one 866 472 That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens.
1: Okay, welcome back. All right. Well, we've got some fun questions now for you, Rosala. instead of just having to All right. think about career questions. But some of them are, who is one of the people that inspired you?
2: Goodness, growing up as a child, um, I listened to everyone. I listened to some African artists that uh, maybe some people might know. There was one African artist called Letambulu. I was inspired by, you know, as I said earlier, Dinah Ross, but now I'm Mm -hmm. not, Um, I was inspired inspired by, I I still am, I still am, I was inspired by Barbara Streisand, Aretha Franklin, oh my gosh, she Mm -hmm. was just something else, yeah, those are the people that inspired me and made me want to become a singer.
1: Nice, nice. Okay, so now I've got these questions I ask everybody that I have on my show. And it's hard to use the word favorite because there's always so many and there's different memories and so on and so forth. But we're going to do your favorite city, show, and song. So as far as your favorite city, what city is that around the world? What's your
2: favorite city? My favorite city...
1: Or one that just oh, stands out. If so anybody says, you know, where you know, where have you been, and what do you like? What's your favorite city?
2: I'd have to say Spain, um, Valencia. Mm-hmm. That's that's where my mind goes to. I, I recently did uh, a gig there in Valencia uh, for the '90s baby, and over the years, Spain has been one of those countries that has been good to me. And we had about twenty-five thousand people in the audience. Mm -hmm. And they were just, you know, when I went on stage, because as an artist, when you got on stage to perform, especially to that many people, your nerves are just (laughs) shot, you know, and I went on stage and they were just screaming and screaming and just, you know, really rooting for me. And mind you, I have to say my other memorable one was last year when I uh, did a gig uh, in Mexico City, there were 7,000 people in the audience at the Pepsi Arena. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was performing and midway through the lights all went across the arena and they had no lights. I don't know what happened. The diamond screens went down. They had just a few lights. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, so I I went off stage. And then they all started to stamp their feet, calling out, Rosala, Rosala. And Kevin, (laughs) my agent, managed to capture that uh, on video. And, yeah, I think that will forever remain in my head.
1: That was the show that um, you sent me the picture, you and Ruben, right? Isn't that where you met Ruben in Mexico City? I think
2: so. I think so. Guys- yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Troy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: So, all right. So those are cities. Now, as far as you just said Mexico City, uh, as far as the show as well. So I was going to say your favorite and the most memorable show. Well, probably Michael Jackson. I don't know. what. Uh, you could, uh, you yeah, well,
2: it has to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's, oh, my goodness. I mean, I can't, I, honestly, Troy, I cannot pinpoint one stadium because all the stadiums, for me, you know, I've never done uh, uh, an amount of audience um, capacity that I did when I was on the Michael Jackson tour. Apart from maybe last year or the year before, I did about 12 or 15, love the 90s gigs where there were anywhere between ten to 20,000 people. Uh, the Michael Jackson, you're talking about from 25 to 75,000 people at stadiums. You know, those are the biggest ever that I, I probably will ever do for the rest of my life.
1: Well, you never know, you know, never say you never.
2: You never know. I'm still young, <laughs> I'm still young. <laughs> you never know. There's still the stadiums waiting for me. we got to be positive.
1: <laughs> That's very, very yeah. true. Very, very true. And then, what about a song? What's your um, what's your most favorite song to sing and what's your least favorite song to sing? Cause I know sometimes it's just like, Oh my God, I don't want to sing that song again. But again, if that's your lifeline or your bread and butter, you got to sing it. And it's it's funny because most, most artists will end up having a number one song that was like supposed to be a filler song on the album. You know, nothing that was supposed yeah. to be special about it. And then that ends up taking over, like, you know, the claim to fame. And then you're stuck singing that song all the time. And you just don't like it. That's right.
2: But- that's right. <laughs> and and then just because it's loved by other people. I, it's not that uh, I'll start with my least favorite, but not that it's my least favorite. Right, that I hate. right. All I of them are your favorites, but yeah. Yeah, they're all my favorite. But the one um, that maybe I probably wouldn't go out and do all the time is I Love Music. You know, because it, it doesn't seem to fit in w- with all my repertoire of my songs. But yet I'm, I'm booked for that song and it, it must be added in my repertoire whether I'm doing 30 or 45 minutes. But then, you know, I get into it and when I see the audience reaction and then loving it, I love the song. I end up enjoying it. But, yeah, I would say that's one of the songs.
1: That's one of the songs sort of when right. you're... A little bit on the fence. Yeah, when you're over here with me, I always have you open the show with that song because it exactly, grabs the, Exactly, and exactly. Then, and then you... It grabs the people, and And then then we get get into your other stuff. Yeah, it
2: grabs them. It grabs them, and then I I begin to feel it, and I go, yeah, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: do it. (laughs) I like this song again.
2: (laughs) I like this song again. I just (laughs) fall in love with it, and then out of love, and then in love, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it's one of those songs. And my favorite song to perform, um, I would say, is uh, Are You Ready to Fly? yeah. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed the I U H slide
1: very more so than ever country. I loved in that song. Hmm, that's a great that's a great song. Yeah, it is totally a great song. Thank you. All right, well, we've got another excuse me. We've got another minute here until I have to say uh, say goodbye. Or actually, we got two minutes here, so I'm going to ask you a question. Since we're talking about favorites, and I know you like to eat, what's your favorite food?
2: Oh my god, I love Italian.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: love Italian. Give it pasta any day. Pasta bolognese, pasta carbonara, pasta salad. I'll be your best <laughs> pasta friend ever Troy Brody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just the pasta. Pasta's pasta. the killer for you. Yeah.
2: Pasta no. is the killer for me. Pasta is the killer for me. I love it. Love it. It's easy no. to eat and it's, it's you know, you could make a pasta dish with this olive oil and a few chili flakes and it's done.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, next time you come over here and you stay here at the house, I'll make you a pasta salad like that. So
2: I'll hold you to that. I'll hold you well, to I that. I remember
1: actually, you took me to an Italian restaurant downtown Danville before you left. Yes.
2: Right? Yeah. Yes. 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 It was <laughs> lovely. Oh, and, I, and they had the biggest pieces of cake. My yeah.
1: goodness me. <laughs> I remember oh, the cake, shit. the cake, and the bread. They were both delicious.
2: Yeah. The the oh that bread that bread is it's terrible. I can't live without bread. But there you go. Well, I can't
1: can't thank you enough, my dear, for giving us the time today to come on my show. I know over there for you, it's what, going almost midnight now?
2: Yeah, it's probably past midnight now, but it's been an absolute joy and absolute pleasure, Troy. Um, doing this radio interview with you, it's just been lovely. Thank you so much. You're
1: welcome. Before we go, real quick, you have a new record or album coming out too. I forgot to ask you about, right?
2: Yes, yes, I've got a new album <laughs> I'm com- I've, uh, I've, we coming. I've got thirty seconds, quick. <laughs> yeah, I've got a new album coming out next, uh, sometime next year, and the new single from it will be coming out anytime now, between end of October and early, de- early December. And it's called "I Feel You Slipping Away."
1: Perfect. Perfect. Well, we'll all look for it. And I want to thank everybody for thank listening you. in again today and thank Rosella. The time just flew by like it seems to be all here. Next week, we've got yeah. uh, recording artist, Miss Jeannie Tracy joining us. So once again, my name's Troy Bronstein. Thanks for listening to my show, Prince Among Queens, and we'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week.